Welcome to the Home Birth After Cesarean podcast. Due to the rate of unnecessary C-sections, the lack of support, and limited options for VBAC moms in the hospital, more and more women are choosing to have their VBAC babies at home. This podcast was created for women to share and listen to stories of home birth after cesarean. I'm your host, Rachel Garrett. Hello, everyone. Before we jump into this week's episode, I just wanted to take a moment to say a couple of things. So first and foremost, I just wanted to say thank you for all of the love and support that I've been receiving. I truly couldn't have predicted that so many people would be listening to all of these amazing HVAC stories on a week-to-week basis, and I'm just blown away at the number of downloads and messages that I've continued to receive since taking a break from posting weekly episodes back in May. So, like I said, I just wanted to take that moment to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for continually reaching out, sending me messages about how much you love the podcast. I've had a handful of moms now who listen to the podcast throughout their pregnancy and have gone on to have their HBACs. And so I'm going to be recording episodes with them. And I'm super, super excited to share those just because they're the first couple of episodes where they've actually listened to the podcast throughout their pregnancy and felt like the podcast made an impact on preparing for their HBAC. So that's just super cool. And I'm just really excited that after this super busy summer to start getting new episodes up each and every week again. So this one will be the start of a whole new season, basically. And I'll just plan to always be posting from about mid-September through mid-May. And I'll just continue to take the summers off moving forward. So next... I kind of hinted about this on my Instagram page for the podcast. I think it was just last week, but I wanted to announce one of the bigger projects that I've been working on. So as a little bit of background information, creating this podcast really filled a gap that I personally experienced as someone who was wanting a home birth after having a C-section. I went through and I was scrounging up every last HBAC story that I could possibly find on all of the other birth story podcasts that I listened to, but now having them all in one place has created a whole new type of support system for us HBAC moms. As I've continued speaking with more and more women who were also wanting a home birth after having a cesarean, I was quickly realizing that as of right now, There are no HBAC-specific birth preparation courses out there. So this is just another gap that us HBAC moms are experiencing. And as HBACs are gaining more popularity and more and more moms are wanting to have their VBAC babies at home, I decided to create one. So I am really excited to announce Choosing HBAC The Ultimate Home Birth After Cesarean Prep Course will be going live and will be open for enrollment in early 2022. So this course is going to be a compilation of all the information, statistics, answers to all the frequently asked questions that I see, and really everything that I've learned throughout the years and in my own research and experiences and the hours upon hours upon hours of talking with other HBAC moms and women who are planning for their HBACs. So it's going to provide information and choices for all of these women who want a home birth after having had a cesarean, and it's going to be the first of its kind. So 
It's going to contain 10 modules that you'll be able to move through at your own pace. It'll be full of downloadable PDFs, videos, exercises for you and your partner to work through, references to other helpful materials for planning your birth, uh, books, podcasts, documentaries, all sorts of things. So I don't have a launch date set yet just because there's so many things that are still in the works with this. So like I said, it'll be early 2022. So if you're interested in getting put on the wait list, please reach out to me. So you can either send me an, uh, a message on Instagram or Facebook, or you can send an email to the podcast email, which is hbacpodcast at gmail.com. So eventually I'll have a website specifically for the podcast, this course, which again, it's called Choosing HBAC, the ultimate home birth after cesarean prep course. And I have a couple other projects in the works too. So those will all be on uh, all on the same website eventually. But in the meantime, I just wanted to get this information out there just because I think it's so important. And I have just seen and personally spoken with so many women asking which childbirth education course should I take? Which one goes over the details of having a home birth? Which one goes over the details of having a VBAC? And so really bringing those things together in order to help women prepare for their HBACs is super, super exciting. And I'm just, I'm thrilled for this to become a reality. So thank you all again, just for the continued love and support. And let's just go ahead and jump into this week's episode. So today we're speaking with Adva, and she is going to share her two birth stories with us. So if you just want to start us off with a little bit of an introduction, that would be great. My name is Adva, and I am 35 years old. We are near Santa Monica. I have a three-year-old, and I have a four-month baby. I had an an emergency C-section with my firstborn. And then we decided to go with a natural home birth. Originally, the plan was to to have my firstborn, Liev, his name is Liev, at a natural birth center. Went through the natural birth process, everything. And then when I got into labor, um, basically, I went in Friday on my due date, right before my due date, I think it was Friday to my appointment with my midwife. She checked me to see how's everything. And she said, oh, and my husband and I were surprised like that. Oh, was kind of, mm, what does that mean? So she said, oh, you're like, you're walking dilated. So I said, oh, interesting. Okay. Something didn't feel right. Either way, Friday night, my mucus plug broke and I was in labor Friday night. I got contractions Friday night. I'm sure, you know, first labor is always so long. (laughs) So got my contractions and then Friday came along. My, oh, we had a doula. She came over. Friday night and she said oh things looking like they're slowing down so I'm gonna leave and come back so we said okay Saturday still contractions all day 
Sunday, still contractions until my water broke Sunday morning. And Sunday morning came, came by and my midwife came to check me at my house. And it was a big surprise, but he was breech. And we had no idea because we didn't do the late, we, we didn't do any ultrasounds to begin with. It was pretty late in the game. And the funny thing is my husband is a chiropractor. So I had no idea. We had no idea if baby was breech and for how long he was breached. The midwife claims he turned breech while we had contractions, which I'm not sure how possible it is. So she, we came to an agreement to go to the birth center far, not the birth center, the original one in Beverly Hills, the birth center in Whittier, it's a different town, because there they had the ultrasound to make sure the baby was actually breached. So we drove to Whittier because we couldn't go to a hospital. If they saw I, I was breached, it would take me immediately to C-section. So we went to Whittier and then from there, the, the owner midwife, she checked me and she said, yes, he's breech and you are actually in active labor, seven centimeters. Um, I was in active labor. She said, what we could do right now is let you labor here at the natural birth center until you get to 10 centimeters, if you would like that, because you can have a, we can labor you with a breech baby here. And I'll find the doctor across the street from at the hospital, talk to him. And the, the crazy thing is it was December 24, Christmas time. So there is a doctor around here that will deliver breech babies naturally. It was Christmas time, so he wasn't available. The doctor at the hospital she spoke to, our midwife spoke with, um, agreed. So we we went ahead and I, I labored till I got to 10 centimeters. The minute I got to 10 centimeters, we, we went across the street to the hospital with my doula, of course. And we waiting to, for the doctor to start pushing. I started pushing and, and then the unfortunate part was once I started pushing the midwife and the doctor said it's not looking good because um, baby was under stress and um, they told me to shift around, to move around. And also there was um, a lot of bleeding going on. So we went into emergency C-section. Um, I was exhausted by then because it was Sunday night and it was also December 24, Christmas Eve. So he was born, I think it was a big, big, hit for us because I planned for such a natural birth and um, I feel like it happens to a lot of women you kind of plan but you know looking back I always feel I that I should have been more open-minded about emergency and I wasn't because I was so set that I can do this naturally and I can you never know what God has planned for you well, and so, you did do it naturally. You were pushing before I, things happened. So up until that point, like you had been laboring and doing everything that you could yes. to do it naturally. It was. 
it was just disappointing, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So I had the baby latched on me. Everything worked out fine. He's healthy. Thank God. Everything looking good. After two years, I think when he turned two, we decided to have another one. And uh, we got pregnant pretty quick again. So, I mean, he was two and a half by then, I think. So my son, my first son was born on his due date, 40 weeks exactly, December 24, which is crazy. And he was a full-term baby, healthy boy. This one, Asher, his name is Asher. He was born at 39 weeks. And I was happy about that. (laughs) I was pretty, I was bigger second time around. Um, So I was ready and it all happened within three and a half hours. Quite we a difference it, from the first labor too, being multiple days to go from that. Yeah, and, and, and you know, we first started with the UCLA midwifery. That's what I was going for in case of an emergency. I, I felt in case of an emergency, I should probably maybe labor at home. Uh, and not at home, at the hospital in case of an emergency after the first time this happened. And then UCLA midwifery, which now I think they're closing um, their the whole department, told me I cannot have a give labor there because I had a C- emergency C-section. You know, After that, I was kind of like pushed away to go to OBGYN. So what I did with the OBGYN because I was still kind of, I had a trauma from uh, first labor, not checking with the ultrasound to see if baby was breached. I think it was 34, 35 weeks. I did an ultrasound with the OBGYN. And then I told them that I'm going home birth. So I made sure the baby was actually face down (laughs) before. And I think that was that made me more comfortable and put me in a in a mindset where I can actually do this. And and I heard from my previous midwife, I can do this hundred percent. And she gave me inspiration and motivation. And it really really pushed me out. I said, you know what, I can do this. Like now that I know that this baby is down. And I watched a lot of YouTubes with natural water births. We originally supposed to give um, water birth, but had you had known a- this whole time that you wanted to have a home birth with your second? Like, was that something you wanted from the beginning? No, I was kind of like hesitant because of I was nervous. I'll be honest, I was really nervous that I would end up in the hospital again so I was like oh what's the point let's go through with my 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 health insurance and and go through everything through the hospital and but go naturally at the hospital that's what was I thought I would do but my husband is a chiropractic everything is holistic everything is is basically natural so when covid hit we also looked at that like okay you know i don't want to be wearing a mask while i'm laboring 
and with the craziness. And so we, I said, okay, this is actually, this worked out perfect, perfect. We went in with the natural home birth, I think it's 38 weeks, uh, no, 37, maybe three weeks before, like we switched, we completely switched. And our midwife, um, which we highly recommend to anyone in LA, <laughs> she's amazing. She just got her license. We were her first labor, but we knew she was um, she was doing a lot of labors with one of the best midwives here. So she was her assistant for so long, and she had and she didn't come by herself. She came with another midwife, so that we get to know. And then, um, so basically what happened was with my second labor, I think it was Monday morning, Monday morning, my friend came to drop off something and she had a home birth, all her, her births were home birth. And I told her, I am actually ready right now. I'm ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> and at 2 p.m., my water broke and I had a feeling, I said to my husband, he was home for lunch for a, on his break. And I said, I think I'm in labor. And he's like, are you sure? No, he wasn't really paying attention. I'm like, hello, I think I'm in labor. <laughs> and um, I called my midwife and she told me to check with uh, my wa the little drip that I had. And she said, yes, it's your water. Your water broke. And I think after 10 minutes speaking to her, I was in active, active labor, like full on contractions, not just the little spaced out contractions. It was full on, like from nothing to here we go. And right there and then she had to rush here. Um, she came by, my, my husband had to set up the whole, the pool wasn't even set up, the water pool. We had to set up everything really fast. But by the time I was in the water, I things kind of slowed down for me. I'm sure you know as a doula. And um, oh, this time around, I didn't have a doula also. I, fi I figured, you know what? First time you feel as a new parent and I feel like you need one just to feel like you have support and also you, you, I wasn't allowed to have a doula in the hospital or in general, like I figured I can do this by myself as long as my husband is with me and he was with me and he really supported me this time. He was holding my hand. <laughs> I was squeezing his hand. Um, the good thing is that I watched all these natural home birds that were so calm that it really, 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 I, I have to say, really inspired me. I At first, I think there was a period before when I spoke to my midwife that, that there was a little scare, but um, she told me I need to kind of, I need to pass by it to learn to, I don't know if I should say face my fears, but basically to process everything so I can actually give natural home, uh, to give naturally birth, because otherwise your body will, not work with you if you're not accepting it so I went into that mindset right there and then and my when I had my contractions it all went it went so well my midwife just sat there and watched me and then after a while 
I said, um, is this gonna be all day? Let's get this going, right? I wasn't sure like, what am I doing? If I'm doing it right? And she's like, you're doing a great job. If you want me, I can, I can lead you. So when you, she kind of told me what to do when I had a contraction and we noticed that the water slowed things. So I came out of the water and things really sped up. And I ended up giving birth in my bathroom. And I kind of felt at one point, it was, it was uh, interesting, one point where I knew it was happening. I remember saying, okay, now I'm stuck here. There's nowhere to go. I have to push this baby out, like nowhere. So I did everything I could. And from one push, he was almost out. And the crazy thing is that you, we heard him cry right there. And then he wasn't fully out. And the midwife was laughing. She's like, yeah, that happens. That could happen. One more push and he's out. And he was out. So it was, I think I was in shock. <laughs> I was in shock of everything because it happened so fast. And um, I was like, whoa, <laughs> it was such a, it was, it was an amazing experience. What was the postpartum time like for you, both immediately after birth and then just that whole like fourth trimester, the first couple of months after having him? Uh, first couple of months, I mean, I have a three-year-old. <laughs> so like you see, it's pretty, it's pretty busy. Um, he's amazing with him. He's never, he, he actually asked for a baby. So, but we wanted to have a baby either way. He's been saying, talking about baby. So he likes being a big brother then. Oh my gosh. He loves it. He's, he's not, sometimes you can see a little jealousy, but that's normal. Like, um, he'll want to be picked up, but in general, he's pretty independent and it's amazing like I'll ask him to get me a diaper or something and he's he's really helpful because we had um, my husband's aunt in next town a watch over him while we were in labor um, so he came home and he met his little brother and it was just amazing it was the sweetest thing ever how fun to get to come home and then there's just your baby brother is here. Yeah, no more big belly. <laughs> what about you were saying right that after I, the birth, you did you say you got tucked back into bed or? Yes, I went into my, we went straight to my bedroom and did everything to, to see how much he weighs. And we, I was connected to, oh, I had to push the placenta out and that was kind of weird. I was a little awkward. <laughs> it didn't. It wasn't the most comfortable, but I had to do it. Um, he the umbilical cord was connected for a while. I feel like I don't know, even an hour. I don't. I have no idea timing wise. Um, yeah, nursing, breastfeeding. I'm still breastfeeding with my first son though, because I had a C-section. I feel like my milk supply was not good was not good and I tried everything and I think I was uh, had postpartum depression I think looking back I'm pretty sure I was 
my body was just like in shock of everything. And um, my milk supply wasn't there. He was really skinny until we figured out at like six months that he needed more. And um, I got a, I had a woman give me some um, of her breast milk to give my baby. So that was, that worked out. This time around, feels so different about everything. It's just like, uh, okay, it's fine. If my milk supply drops, then we'll introduce to goat, goat's milk formula. We'll, we'll figure it out. But right now I have some a really good stash too. And second time around, I feel like my milk supply is so much more than first time. I also, I'm, I was just talking this with a friend of mine, how home births are not so educational like I mean not educational in a way people don't talk about it so much like because this so women are so scared you should have seen the I don't know if you saw the comments on my on my home birth video but people were like you're so brave you're wow you're so strong and it's like why you could do this too. In in my head, like you're the one who chooses to go the other route and just, oh, I'll just get the drugs and be numb. For me, I didn't want to be numb. I, I wanted to feel everything. I want I wanted to feel the experience. I, I'm not into <laughs> being, I don't know. It just drives me crazy that the society is, I wish, like what you're doing right now, I hope it gets to so many women to to see that we are meant to do this. People need to educate. It needs to be in our like in our part of our school system, just like sex. You know, whether you want to choose a home birth or a hospital birth. So, and I think so much of that is mindset because if we're not, if people don't know that home birth is an option. I mean, they're, they're, so they're just of it too. yeah, or people think it's not safe or that it's super exactly. risky and that you're taking this huge risk with having your baby when that's not, yeah, that's not my, my dad didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even tell my dad and I, I told my mom and after I had the birth, he's like, you didn't, what? You didn't tell me because he's so pro the medical system. So I said to him, what? Your mom gave birth naturally. We can do this, you know? I didn't want to argue and prove my point. I didn't want to tell so, so many people either just because I didn't want to deal with what they think. It's just, why fight it? I'll just do it. And if it happens, it happens. And if I end up in the hospital for an emergency, that's fine too. At least I tried and thank goodness for hospitals when there is an emergency, yes. but childbirth in and of itself is not the emergency that it's perceived to be. Because in the movies, you see women screaming and doctors coming in and saving the day and yeah. all this crazy stuff. But that's once you watch a couple natural birth videos, especially home birth videos, you see that that's not typically what birth is like there are I mean there are women that are very loud and that roar their babies into the world and that's yeah that's fine but that's that's not scary birth doesn't have yeah. to be scary yeah and everyone has a different experience 
for for me i heard there's a ring of fire and i didn't have a ring of fires i had like one big scream that my husband was like oh i never heard that scream before right before he was pushed out and that was it before that i didn't even like scream all i was like in my head and and yeah one more thing about natural that's something in our society that i feel is uh, pelvic floor physical therapy so that's one thing that i also started to see just to kind of strain my pelvic floor after and um, my girlfriends i guess it's a common thing that there's like you know not issues but you you can kind of like I feel like my girlfriend would be like, yeah, I can't jump on trampoline by now, but that's fine with me. But you can actually work on it. You can fix it. So why not? And you hear a lot of like incontinence issues after having a baby where you can't like hold your bladder or you're running to the bathroom every couple minutes or hours or whatever. And Mm -hmm. pelvic floor therapy can help with that too. And just in general, even if there's not those specific problems or symptoms pelvic floor therapy is good for anyone who's had a baby just because it helps to yeah even with with c-section she worked on the c-section tissues that i had no idea i was like oh (laughs) so yeah i like it yeah for any if for any women that are maybe on the fence about if they want to go the home birth route or they're just kind of exploring their options is there any advice that you would have for them um my advice is just to you know you could do all the readings and all the research just really believe in yourself believe that you can do it and just maybe there's like the cards i didn't have to the mantra how do you call it those cards that tells you oh like affirmation cards affirmation yes basically just kind of like bring it to your head and practice tell i read the in the may book it was so inspiring to me Uh, i think that really put me in from the first time even though things didn't happen the way I wanted, um, you could just do it. And if it doesn't happen, that's okay, you know. I mean, second time around, I I was so open-minded. I was, okay, if I end up with another C-section, at least I know I tried. I, th- I was really, like, open. But once I was in labor, I think I really put myself, okay, let's push this baby out. I'm ready. And it was just, it was there. I, I just, it happened so fast. The mindset that you kind of switch into, like, the only way to get through this is to just get through this, just just push through and and keep going. That makes a big difference, I think. Yeah, I feel like women that know the home birth, know they have to do it. (laughs) There's no other route. There's no other turning back. There's no, hey, give me, help me. There's nothing. You, You need to help yourself. You need to you know and that can can be really empowering too to to help yourself instead of looking to something outside of yourself to help you or to rescue you knowing that you're the one who who is going to get through this and you're the one who can do it I think that can be very powerful it's it's 
Amazing what your body can do. I I knew with this with this um, second labor that I can definitely do it naturally because I got to the 10 centimeters. And I know some women have issues like getting past five or getting, but maybe there is something in the mind that kind of like stops them. So they really need to, to overcome the fears and overcome and just accept it. And, and what they need to do is really, really like tell, tell themselves that your body can do it. It can just do it. Just be open. Just look at it as a wave. And it's just amazing. Like a flower opening. Yeah, that visualization can be really helpful too. Riding each contraction as it increases and then you hit that peak and then it comes back down and yeah, visualizing your body opening to allow your baby to be born can be really, really powerful and really helpful. Yeah. I feel like if you feel stuck in any way and you are with the midwife, the midwife will definitely, or doula will help direct. So that's not an issue, but also if you feel, I, I would say, if you feel like sharing it with people like I did, I didn't share it the second time around with a lot of people. It really helped me not sharing it because I knew it's just me and my, and my my own bubble. It's just all about me and nobody else. And there's no, there's no interruptions. There are no interruptions. Yeah, just not letting that negativity in. Not exactly. even into your headspace. Exactly, and I feel like most people that do have issues is because they kind of stop because of things are in the way, mind mindset. And it's really like all about your mindset, right? Yeah, I agree. You're. I feel like you can do the physical preparation and do things leading up to labor to prepare your body, but in the moment it is your mind and your mind is powerful. And I think we underestimate that sometimes or we underestimate what effect your mind has on your body and how, if you have those mental blocks or yes, thinking in your head, like I can't do this, this is too hard. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. It's going to stop your body too. Cause your body is going to react to those thoughts. Right. I had like a girl, I had a girlfriend who said, Oh, I'm going to try natural, but if it doesn't happen, it's fine too. I said, no, if you want natural, you have to really, really, really forget about there's no drugs, there's nothing there. And then go that route. Because mm-hmm. if you feel, oh, maybe I'll try natural, that's not, it's just not going to happen. The thing with the hospital that I remember from the first time I didn't like was that you're not able to move around when you have these contractions. You're not able to feel free. You basically strapped down to a bed and you go and someone is, I don't know if I should say this, but torturing you because it's like you're strapped and you can move and you can breathe. And of course they're gonna say, hey, do you want the epidural? Hey, do you want the epidural? That's not gonna be painful, you know? And that when you offer that so many times, you're eventually going to say yes if someone exactly. keeps offering you pain medicine when you're in pain. Yeah. 
And it's just like, you can't move through them. And I remember saying, can you dim the light? I was already like there to push. I was trying to get myself in a, in a better mood or atmosphere. I was like, can you dim the light? Can you do this? Can you, can I move around? No, nothing. So yeah, that's just our system. So everything happens for a reason. <laughs> Well, thank you again for being willing to share your stories and just getting all of this good information out there. That's awesome. I know. I wish and I hope home birth will be more exposed in a positive, in a positive um, way just to inspire other women because it's so amazing just to give natural birth to your baby. It's just, there's something different. different. Yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Home Birth After Cesarean podcast. Make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you're interested in sharing your home birth after cesarean story, send us an email at hbacpodcast at gmail.com. See you next week.